Welcome to Marketing Thought Leadership, the podcast that offers insightful discussions on thought-provoking marketing topics. Here's the host of our show, marketing consultant, speaker, author, and educator, and the president of Leverage 2 Market Associates, Linda Popke. Hi, this is Linda Popke, and welcome to our latest episode of Marketing Thought Leadership. I'm here today with Whitney Keyes, who is the founder of Whitney Keyes Production. She has worked as a senior manager at Microsoft, a strategic advisor for American Express, and a marketing professor and consultant to individuals and organizations around the world. Whitney is also an appointed member of the National Women's Business Council, which is a nonpartisan federal advisory council created to serve as an independent source of advice to the President, Congress, and the U.S. Small Business Administration on economic issues impacting women in business. She's principal of a global consulting firm, and she often teams up with the U.S. Department of State to develop strategic approaches to help social enterprises and other organizations get to the next level and achieve success. And Whitney is the author of the book, Propel, Five Ways to Amp Up Your Marketing and Accelerate Business. So welcome, Whitney. Thanks so much, Linda. I'm so glad you're here. So tell us, you've, you've done all these different things. You've been on the corporate side. You've been on the consulting side. You've been on the, the government side. Uh, what's the first piece of advice that you give an organization when they come to you for marketing help? Where do you tell them to start out? What I find when most people come my direction and are looking for advice, they often have a tool or a tactic in mind. So they think that a press release is something that they need to produce because that's going to solve their current problem or they've got to start tweeting more or start a blog. And again, they have these tools or, or tactics or kind of, you know, what's the band-aid that I can stick on my problem and make it go away. And so the first piece of advice I usually give them is to slow down and kind of think more about what's the end that you're trying to reach, you know, where are you trying to go? And by that I mean are they trying to generate more revenue? Are they trying to build more awareness with their customers? Um, it could be a restaurant that's trying to get more people, you know, seated at tables on Friday nights, that type of thing. So I kind of suggest that people start backwards and start with the end in mind. I think that's absolutely the right thing to do, and, and I see that so much in my own work because, uh, you know, people again, people, they see something new and cool and exciting and this bright and shiny new object and oh let's do this let's do that but if you don't know where you're going to get it's kind of like getting in a car and just driving around right i mean yes like you wouldn't do that yeah it's like where are we going yeah, yeah, there was an organization that I worked with, um, a nonprofit called Get Hitched, Give Hope, and they do this really neat. They're all um, in the wedding planning or wedding industry business, photographers and caterers. And when they started this nonprofit, they had this goal of raising $50,000. And unfortunately, they were just kind of fumbling around trying to figure out who's doing what, and they only raised 24000 and they had publicized that they were going to hit this 50000 number. And then I sat down with them, kind of helped them map out a really simple, more strategic marketing and promotions plan, and then the next year they raised over 50000 But at first, just what you said, it was like they were driving around without a map and without glasses. Right, right. Wow, that's great. So, And, and you can see what happens when you get focused on what you want to achieve. Right. So, you know, and that brings it, you know, the problem is it's so hard to, to tell your story in today's marketplace because things are so crowded which is a point I bring out in my own book, Marketing Above the Noise. There's just so much noise, and everybody wants to 
get heard and they have new ways of reaching people and everybody's talking at once. So what's your suggestion to organizations so how they break through all that craziness and clutter? I think it's similar to what we were just talking about. I think they need to slow down and and first kind of get clear on who they are, who the organization is. And by that, what I'm referring to is what's their brand? That's really what I think is core to all good, effective marketing. And your brand is sort of like your personality for your business. You know, what do you stand for? What are your core values? That should then really inform all the marketing activities that you do. So you've got to take some time to kind of figure out who you are and and what your messages are, what you're trying to get across, whether you're trying to promote a product or a service and then figure out which people need to hear those messages. And I think in that way, that solves the problem. You're not trying to break through all the noise and and clutter and craziness. You know very clearly who you're trying to reach, and you've taken time to figure out what about your organization is really going to resonate with them. That makes sense. It really does. And, again, who are you, who you're trying to reach, what you're trying to accomplish. So it's really putting together the strategy first. Yeah, and that's the first um, the first section of your book. You have five sections to your book: strategy, story, strength, simplicity, and speed. And that's the strategy piece, and obviously telling the story. But I want to talk a little bit about strength because that's kind of a word we don't always hear in marketing. So, what do you mean by strength? And and can you explain a little bit more about that? Yeah, um, it's kind of a playful name that I gave this this part of a strategic marketing plan and kind of the philosophy that I work on. It comes from, I've I've worked a lot with small businesses and I come from a family that had several small businesses. And so often entrepreneurs think they have to do everything themselves. And I've even found this with larger corporations. You know, you mentioned earlier, I've worked with um, companies like Microsoft and American Express. And even in those corporate cultures that have tremendous resources and staff, There sometimes is this psychology of I've got to do it all myself. And so by strength, what I mean is strengthening your marketing efforts by teaming up and aligning with other individuals or organizations. And to me, they really fall into three different camps. First, and what's right at your fingertips are your customers. And there's so much that you can be doing with your customers. They're just like gold (laughs) right at at your fingertips. And so I think that – we can all maximize those relationships and and do more to get them involved in supporting our marketing. And then the second, second sort of bucket are partners. And I don't mean people that you legally go into business with as a partnership, but organizations, again, and individuals that you align yourself with, that you can come up with collaborative marketing campaigns. And then the third are media outlets. And I think that there's tremendous opportunity missed when organizations don't kind of partner up with media outlets and try to use them as part of their marketing strategies. I think that makes a lot of sense because you're right. Everybody wants to do it themselves. And and I I think people don't think about this, the fact that your customers can tell your story probably more effectively than you can because they, they tell it from a third party perspective. Uh, and then partnerships, and then media, and and uh, what I call influencers as well, right? Yep. So the people who are who are out there and are getting listened to, and and whether it's in social media or whether it's on blogs or newsletters or wherever, um, the ones that are out there and that you want talking about you, and absolutely. So right. um, yeah, I think that all of those are they're excellent. And you talk about simplicity, and then you talk about speed. So tell us a little about speed because, again, I don't think marketers are always thinking from a speed perspective. 
Yeah, I think that's true. I, well, although when it comes to social media, I think everyone is focused on, how, you know, how much can I churn, how much content can right. I put out there. But what I also find is some individuals and businesses that I've worked with, they may have gone down the path of developing a marketing plan, but then they're not putting that plan into action, and they're kind of sitting on it or hesitating. A lot of organizations are worried that they're going to make a mistake. I found that just recently in a workshop I was delivering here in Seattle where people have great ideas, but they're just not acting on that. Right. And so by speed, yeah, I'm I'm a fan of get out there, do a test pilot. If if it feels like a big, scary goal, you know, you're putting on a, a huge new event, maybe reframe that event as a test event that you're going to be trying something new, and it doesn't have to be something that you're committing to for the next 10 years. And I also have worked with a lot of organizations that have failed and made mistakes, and I think you've just got to kind of – use those failures as fuel to get right back up and get out there and learn from it and keep moving forward. I mean, marketing is so creative and it's changing and these tools are changing all the time. There's so much fun that you can have. It doesn't have to be the slow, long, laborious process. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, And I I think that's something that people get a little bit overwhelmed by. If we don't do it perfect, we don't want to do it at all. And sometimes it's more important just to get something out there. So uh, given the fact that people can get so overwhelmed by marketing and trying to figure out what to do and who needs to do it and when it needs to happen, what what kind of advice do you give your clients as to where they should start? That's kind of the the simplicity part of my book, which, again, is really about breaking things down, so not creating a 50-page marketing plan or some huge slide deck that's going to get saved on your computer or, or shoved on a bookshelf somewhere, but actually, again, kind of going back to what we first talked about strategically, what is it that you're trying to accomplish, and then what are some very simple, straightforward things that can help you move forward in that, and people that I've worked with, I mean, it's sometimes it's, it's amazing, but it's just been one really well-written email or an email newsletter that results in tens of thousands of dollars of revenue just because you took a little bit of time and sent that one email. It didn't involve, you know, redoing the whole website or coming up with a completely new brand. It's just a very simple one piece of marketing communication. Um, I've worked with organizations where one really well-produced YouTube video delivered a lot of results or one really compelling keynote presentation that someone mm-hmm. invested in. So I think it's it's kind of a matter of breaking down what needs to get done, when does it need to happen, and thinking of your marketing even on a weekly or monthly basis. It does not have to be, again, this huge, huge project, huge task that's going to be daunting for the next year. Absolutely. So just start somewhere, and the important thing is that you start. Yeah, I kind of use the philosophy of start small and grow tall, especially yeah, like for that. entrepreneurs, just kind of little bite-sized pieces. Then again, if you're if you're testing it, you can see if it worked or not, and then, then you know evolve it into something larger, but not getting blocked. So keeping things really simple and straightforward. Absolutely. So Whitney, you spent a lot of your career on focused on PR, media relations, um, how do you see PR intersecting with marketing in today's world? Because things have changed. They really have changed. It's so true. When I did work at Microsoft, we had very separate PR communications team and teams, and we had separate product marketing teams. And it was very hard to get those two to come together to break down the, the silos. 
And I, I think, again, it really starts with your brand and your brand being the core and center of all other marketing communications activities. I always kind of describe it as a wheel where your brand is that hub and then radiating out from that hub are all the spokes, like in a bicycle wheel. And those spokes might be social media, and they might be media relations, and they might be events, and all kinds of different activities that you do that help promote what you are doing. And so PR and marketing definitely need to be integrated in today's world. You have so many media outlets now that across run across kind of multiple channels. It might be a radio station, but it also has a website, and it's also doing social media, and it's also producing YouTube videos. So we need to not separate these things, but integrate them. And when I'm talking with people about media and, and public relations, kind of dealing with, with traditional um, print broadcast and then new social media outlets, and as you mentioned earlier, influencers, it's very similar. People kind of have this fear of, well, I don't want to talk to a reporter or producer or, or someone who hosts a, a podcast or writes a blog. There's this fear of, of these influencers. But I really like to simplify it and remind people that when we're doing marketing, we're promoting a product or a service. But when you're doing media relations, instead of just promoting a product or service, you're more sharing of a story. So it's not as though you know it's something to be afraid of it's just a different way of talking about what we're doing but instead of through marketing it's through sharing of stories news information and so forth and that's a good point because if we start to promote a product people will tune out but if we start to share a story we may have their interest and yeah so i think you, that's useful i agree with you i think that's kind of the key to all good marketing is to not yep. make it such a heavy sales pitch these days certainly might have worked back in the 50s but no longer <laughs> Not anymore. We're not a right. madman anymore. I know. <laughs> let's let's talk about fear because I, I think you're right. I think fear does hold people back from starting a campaign. The fear it has to be perfect, or the fear that they don't know what they're doing, or the fear that um, I don't know they're going to do something and and then it's going to cause something else. And I I think part of it is the fear of success. To be honest with you. So how do you because your book is called Propel? How do you advise people to overcome that challenge and really propel themselves forward? Yeah, I agree with exactly what you said about fear of success. That's a huge obstacle for a lot of people. I think in in propelling forward, I'm a big fan. First of all, especially when it comes to entrepreneurs, of knowing our own strengths. There's mm -hmm. a there's another great book that I love that's based on a lot of research done by the Gallup Institute called Now Discover Your Strengths. Yep. And it was um it was a life and career changer for me because a lot of fear also does come from the unknown and what we're uncomfortable with. For example, I've worked with a lot of introverted business types and they the thought of for example getting up and giving a presentation or being on a podcast or something like that is just terrifying. And so that holds them back from being successful in their businesses. But if they shift gears and focus on their strengths, which might be um, communicating really effectively in written form, maybe they should say no to the podcast interviews and say yes to writing more um, you know, guest blog articles or writing their own articles to pitch to national media or something like that. So I, I do think it's important to be aware of our fears and, and kind of acknowledge them. But then, yeah, to kind of look through ways that we can, we can make some calculated risks, build upon our strengths, and, and move forward. That's great. I love it. Absolutely. And I think the key point is know, know your strategy, know your customers, and know yourself. 
yes, so that exactly. you can move forward. Well, but, Absolutely. Yeah. So we've been talking with Whitney Keys, and Whitney is the author of Propel, Five Ways to Amp Up Your Marketing and Accelerate Business. Uh, if, Whitney, if people wanted to find out how to reach you and more about you, how would, how would they find you? You can find me online. My website is WhitneyKeys.com, and Keys is spelled K-E-Y-E-S. And then I'm also on all the, all the popular social media channels at that same name. Okay. Fantastic. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, Linda. Until next time, this is Linda Popke for Marketing Thought Leadership. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Marketing Thought Leadership, brought to you by Leverage 2 Market Associates. If you'd like to find out how powerful marketing results can transform your organization, contact us at www.leverage2market.com.